Welcome, everyone. This is the Cracked Open podcast, and I'm back with Dr. Nick. We had such a great conversation last week that um, we decided to continue the conversation. And this week, we're going to talk about the probably one of the most, would you say, Dr. Nick, this is one of the most, yeah. Most common, most popular topics that we encounter as, uh, as professional healers all the time. That's yeah. right. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? It's been a good week. You know, we're recording on a Thursday afternoon. I love Thursday afternoons. That's a good glass of bourbon and just <laughs> relaxing a while afterwards. And so, yeah, let's get it on. Awesome. So what we're talking about today, dun, 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 everyone, is mismatched libido. So, yeah. So... This is really for the people out there who, or I would say mostly women out there, who are feeling like they just are not into having sex with their partner anymore. Something has turned off. They feel like they've maybe lost the spark. Um, they're just not interested in having sex anymore. But on the flip side, their partner is game. <laughs> He's ready to go at all times. What? Is that true? <laughs> Men are game for sets all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we thought that it would be a good idea to have a conversation about this. And number one, just like help normalize this because it's, you're not alone, right? There's a lot of couples that are dealing with this situation. We're going to talk about some steps to start the conversation with your partner uh, to, to start to, you know, remedy this situation, start to open up communication about it. And we're also going to look at the fact that, you know, most of the time this mismatch libido or this feeling is much deeper than the behavior. It's, um, you know, it, it goes much deeper than the fact that you're just not into having sex anymore. There's probably something under the surface that you're maybe not even aware of. Sure. So Dr. Nick, yeah, let's, be going on. Yeah. Yeah, let's dive into this, this very important topic. This is such an important topic. I think um, a lot of couples can get to this place where they are dealing with a mismatched libido. One person may be, you know, high, high libido at certain times and the other person is low, or it may be a pattern throughout their entire relationship. So it may look like the high libido person um, is attempting to init initiate sets a lot, like overwhelmingly, like flooding every single night and um the other person is like uh, we just did it yeah. uh we 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 were together what when was that yeah. you know that type of mismatch and um you're 100% correct what we wanted to do first is just kind of normalize that this is kind of a common issue and it's not that someone is broken Mm -hmm. um, I think that's one of the biggest things we try to address right off the bat that just because it's mismatched here doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Yeah, uh, that's just not the case. Yeah. And I think, too, it doesn't mean that your relationship is doomed either, necessarily. Oh, right. Right. Because um, that's also maybe where your mind is going. Like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to have sex with my husband anymore. What does that mean? Mm. Um, that doesn't maybe necessarily, it could, right? Like, as we said, there are, there could be something deeper going on here, but it might not be it. It's also seasonal too. You know, sometimes you're, it's, it's, it's unfair to expect 
that two humans are going to be feeling the same or have the same rhythm at all times, right? Your libido is uh, your life force energy too. So it depends on your mood. It depends on the woman's cycle. It depends on, you know, how much sleep you've been getting, how, you know, what your mood is, right? So it's- How stressed you yeah. are. Exactly. Or even what kind of medication you might be on. All these factors can affect, you know, your desire for sex. Exactly. So even just tuning into that, it could be something as simple as, you know, you're distressed. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe you just started a new job. Maybe you're going through a lot of stuff with your parents or, you know, maybe you, you just have too much pressure right now and you're just like, it's just not an important part of your life right now. Um, so these are all normal, right? And um, just because he's raring to go doesn't mean that, that you have to be all the time. So what are some steps that, you know, you would recommend to get this conversation started? If you're asking me what is going to be the one thing that we need to focus on, I think you were hitting the nail on the head and that's communication. Mm -hmm. One of the worst things that can happen is we just don't end up talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, and unexpressed feelings really can morph and transform into bitterness and um, uh, regret and all kinds of things that just pour negativity into the relationship. But with good communication, this is where I'm at. This is what I am kind of feeling like. Um, this is kind of the rhythm that I want. Uh, even um, about, you know, truly, how do I feel tonight? Some people can handle this in such a, a, a manner where it just is addressing it, but not really addressing what's really going on. Yeah. For you to be able to say, you know, I'm just can't right now at work. I'm being slammed. I can't turn it off. Can we yeah. try next week? You know, just being communicative about it, I think is key. Very yeah. key about this. Yeah, I think that's key too. And and that also takes the pressure off um, the guy too, because then he's not feeling like he's not taking it personally necessarily. Like if he's constantly making the bid, right? Being like, let's do it tonight. And, you know, you're like, mm, I'm not really in the mood or no, or you're just saying no, but not really explaining why and connecting on that level, then it's human nature to you know, think it's about you, right? Like think that there's something wrong with you or think like, oh, does she not like me anymore? Does she not love me anymore? Does she not think I'm sexy anymore? Is she not turned on by me anymore? So I think, yes, 100%, it's important to like communicate and, and let your partner know the reason behind why. But then what comes up for me too is what if that's happening like often, like every time? Right. Like every time he is like, let's do it. You're like, mm, not tonight. And then like next week, same thing. And then the week after, same thing. Yeah. Right. Well, it's interesting because one of the key ways that we can address this for both the high and the low libido partner is to begin to think about scheduling sets. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that as, uh, you know, sets healers, 
we're sitting here and say, okay, you know, people can get all twisted around about scheduling sets, but I just want to let you know as, as a, as a practitioner, I believe that you can have some of your best sets from scheduling sets. And in the meantime, really laying off the, you know, the pressure of having to deal with it multiple times a night or during the week, just knowing that, you know, on this particular date, around this time, we're going to be able to be together, can alleviate a lot of pressure. So part of that communication uh, kind of melds into let's schedule something and that can it can make it easier at times. Yeah. Now, I would never encourage a person to do something they don't want to do. And we need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, feelings of obligation are real and they can complicate the entire sexual experience in negative ways. And so just feeling obligated, obligated, I got to say yes at some point, can have its own detrimental um, side effects there. Yeah. But I do think that scheduling sets is a, is a key possibility here. Yeah, I think scheduling is important. And and for anyone who's listening, who's like, oh, yeah, I've tried that or like they're not into the whole idea of scheduling. I don't I think it's important when you're scheduling to look at it as like it's not just like, okay, at when on Wednesday at seven, we're going to have sex (laughs) right in the calendar done. If you're scheduling it, then it almost needs to be like a whole lead into, right? So say you're saying, okay, Wednesday night is our night where we connect. Maybe you go on a date night. Maybe it's like, but it needs to be kind of like the whole day, right? Because you also want to develop some anticipation, some arousal, some you know, mystery. So it could start with like some sexy texts in the morning or, you know, um, a comment about it when you wake up or, you know, so that you're not just like, okay, it's seven, (laughs) time to get it on, right? (laughs) 100% correct. We got built into this. And and a lot of it's about uh, challenging your own mindset uh, Mm -hmm. around scheduling sets. And so that type of play is really important and it has the potential to really become a fulfilling time for you both. Yeah. If the correct mindset is there. And so oftentimes this is something we have to challenge our own mindsets around. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, so we, you know, we're, we're bringing it up. We're talking about it. We're not just sweeping it under the rug. Um, we're being clear about why we're saying no. Um, so that we can, you know, connect with our partner that way. We're scheduling it so that it's taking some pressure off and it's not feeling like, you know, something that you have to check off the to-do list, something that's, you know, an obligation, because then that also brings up resentment as well. Um, What else? What's What's a third thing we can... Focus on quality during the sexual encounter over quantity. Mm hmm and so how do we ensure that the sexual encounter is fulfilling for you both? Yeah. And so um, we want to build on quality, not just quantity. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm, I'm speaking for most men. Absolutely. We can go almost anytime you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is we can focus on quantity way too much. Mm-hmm. And so this is a challenge for the guys who are listening out there is if it is important to you, one of the best things you can do for yourself 
is a switch that challenge it and focus on the quality of the experience. Mm. My rule of thumb is let's make it mutually satisfying. And um, we're going to be in a better place overall if that's kind of our goal. We can also kind of slip into a, um, a performance mentality um, when we feel as though there's scarcity and things of that nature. Please, 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 even if you find yourself in this situation where it does feel, feel as though our sexual encounters are not as often as we want it to be, we want to make sure we're bringing a pleasure mindset to our touch. Mm-hmm. And so quality over quantity is how I would say that next step ought to be. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that. And I think too, um, it's important to remember, and I think we're going to get into this with the whole Daniel Water thing, because I do want yeah. you to to bring that up. But um, just remembering that men and women are very different when it comes to how we come together and have sex, what, you know, brings on that sort of turn on, right? And so men oftentimes are ready to go at a moment's notice because they look at connection as sexual, like that physical connection for them is, is how they connect. Whereas women, on the other hand, they need more of an emotional connection right? They need that lead in, they need time to warm up, they need touch, but not necessarily sexual touch. They need that emotional intellectual connection in order to to kind of get ready. And so understanding that is also a real key piece. um, Because the man isn't trying to just like, jump in bed with you and get it on because that's all he wants, right? Like he, he, he's actually using that physical sexual connection as a way to connect to you, right? Um, whereas the woman's that, connection um, point is a lot different. That uh, resource that um, the book that Daniel Water wrote, um, and he published it this past year, to, to, uh, 2022, but uh, it's called The Essential Importance of the Penis and he's talking specifically to men and recognizing how the penis is a center of emotional regulation for men. And that has been the case since he was a toddler. Imagine a little boy in, a, in the bathtub and he kind of discovers himself and he begins to play. And um, you may see that little boy just passively playing with it. Mm -hmm. You're going to see that throughout the man's life. Why? Mm -hmm. It's more than just sets. It's actually was a association that was built a long time ago that this is the emotional center of him. Mm -hmm. Um, Waters does a great job of just kind of unpacking that for practitioners and the general population and just saying, this is not always just about sets. This is about emotional connection. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways I like to put this dynamic is, you know, women generally, I'm not speaking for all women, but women generally want a deep emotional connection in order to have their best sexual experiences. Mm -hmm. 
most men are going to want to have sexual experiences in order to have deep emotional connection. And so it's, 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 it's yeah. backwards and we don't know <laughs> why it is, um, but Hey, that's the way we roll. And, uh, and so oftentimes because men aren't very open about their emotions or find other ways of expressing their emotions, they had a hard day. Let's have sex. Mm-hmm. We just closed a big loan. I'm very excited. Let's go have sex. The yeah. kids are asleep. Let's go have sex. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all emotions. They're just using sex as a means of that. And so yeah. just gotta watch that. I love that. I think that that's a, a fantastic way to understand men. Um, but at the same time, women out there listening, you don't have to oblige, right? Like you don't have to give in, you don't have to self-abandon and just give in to that like emotional center. Um, if you're not feeling like you're ready to go, if you're not getting pleasure from necessarily pleasuring your partner. Um, so this isn't like a, a hall pass for men because all of a sudden we've discovered that their penis is their emotional center. <laughs> so you're um, correct there. Uh, that is not nor as we mentioned before about obligation sets, um, that's not a solution to this issue. Exactly. And, and so we, we we have to look at the whole picture, but don't just think that all of a sudden that's going to be your solution because it won't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's yeah. important to kind of see that and understand that. Yeah. And I think this is actually a good point to go to our, our next point, which was to um, recognize that this mismatch is deeper than the behavior, right? Yes, that, it is. And this is an area that is is overlooked uh, when it comes to your relationship. There could be um, some deeper things going on here than just the mismatch, than just like, oh, I don't feel like having sex tonight because this brings up other feelings. You know, sex at its best is such a vulnerable experience. Mm-hmm. It's when we're open ourselves up to give and to receive. And we're not always in a place we're going to be able to do that. And that is one of the reasons why it is so important that when it is not right, um, we need to be able to say no and to be able to hear no and mm-hmm. sometimes we might need to do uh, just a little bit of time about how do you actually hear the word no from your partner when it comes to sense? Because that's going to make all the difference in the world in so many different ways. But when we do recognize that there is a lot of no's going on, that you're struggling for you know, understanding why you may not be sexually interested, there's something to explore. There's mm-hmm. something deeper going on there. And it may be as simple as, you know, I, I, I'm I'm not allowing myself to be in that space, or actually maybe um, don't feel as though I can be vulnerable, trusting yeah. and open. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. That really brings us to that uh, last really big point of, you know, when it gets to the to the place where this is not resolving itself, please seek professional help from healers mm-hmm. like yourself and, and myself. And mm-hmm. there's others out there 
Yeah. Sometimes we need to bring in a coach to kind of walk us through and explore some of these things. Yeah. It's important. It's so important. And, you know, and sometimes this stuff is in your unconscious, right? Like you're not actually consciously aware of what it is that's holding you back, what it is that's preventing you from having this wonderful experience. It could be something deep in the subconscious, something that you have um, suppressed, right? There, I would also say too that, um, you know, in order for you to be your fully expressed self, open up fully to this relationship, be vulnerable, um, it's important to feel that safety, right? Like to feel safe, to feel like there's this level of trust between the two of you. And within a relationship, like this doesn't always have to necessarily go back to childhood, right? Um, but even within a long-term relationship, say you've been together for 20 years, right? There could be wounds within the relationship that have knocked the safety out, knocked the trust out a little bit. And um, it could just be repairing these old wounds that's necessary, talking about something that's just really been bothering you for a long time and you've never talked about it for you to for you to bring back that desire for you to like, you know, really see and hear each other and feel like, okay, now I can be my most vulnerable with you because I've been able to let this thing off my chest. That's right. That was so beautifully said. A lot of things at times, whether <clears throat> the person you're with is a part of that, or was there someone in the past who was a part of that hurt? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes the sexual self has to be reclaimed. Mm -hmm. And um, that can be a scary journey. Yeah. Uh, the knowledge is there. We know how to help a person reclaim their sexual self. Mm -hmm. But it is a journey that sometimes needs a guide. Yeah. Um, because it's not an easy thing to do by yourself. No. And sometimes it's even difficult to pick up on. Like you may not even connect those dots, right? Mm. Like you, you may have just been sitting on this thing for a long time and sort of ruminating about it in your own mind, but you've never really connected it to your sexual relationship with your partner until you're working with a coach or a therapist or whatever. And they're, and they make that connection for you. And then you're like, oh my God. I never would have connected those two things. It's a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And it's so healing in that moment. And then you feel this deeper connection with your partner all of a sudden where you're just like, wow. Or they're like, I had no idea that, you know, that broke some trust between us or that made you feel unsafe or, um, you know, most of the time no, they're none the wiser, right? So um, that's why working with a coach, um, working with a therapist is so crucial to this type of work because, you know, it's much deeper often. And then also sometimes too, you've just grown apart, right? And, you know, it, it doesn't always mean that there's something deeper. It could just mean you're not into each other anymore. And that's okay too. This is a beautiful, beautiful topic. I think it's one that um, will resonate with so many people. And um, we want to maybe, you know, end where we began with first, this is something that 
everyone goes through. It doesn't indicate that there's something tragically wrong with yourself or the relationship. Mm -hmm. It is something that can be worked through. And it begins with good communication. Mm -hmm. And there's other complex pieces to this. But if we're not talking about it, we're not going in the right direction. Just yeah. like if we're not having fun during sets, yeah, there's something's up there. We got, yeah. we got, we're not do, quite doing it the way we could. Yeah. And, so, and yeah. I think on a final note, if you're having this conversation with your girlfriends or your guy friends, and you're not talking about whatever you're bringing up with the girls with your partner, that's the clue right there. You got to talk oh. about this stuff with your partner, not with your girlfriends. That's true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, great conversation. There's going to be more. So um, we've got lots. If this conversation was of value to you was super interesting, please look us up on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Alana Banks coaching. And Nick, you are is Dr. Nick Natale. So D R N I C N A T A L E. Perfect. Yeah. So send us your messages. Uh, send us questions. If you have like specific things that you want us to address in these conversations, that's also awesome. So that's it. You can find me, as I said, at Alana Banks Coaching on Instagram. You can also look me up on my website at alanabanks.com. And I'm always taking on one-to-one -one, one -one clients. So you can reach out to me there. Nick, what do you have going on right now? You can find me at nicknatale.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T-A-L-E. And I'll provide coaching and therapy. Uh, therapy really for the residents of South Carolina. That's where my license is. And coaching for individuals around the world is what I const uh, constantly provide for people. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. This was a great conversation and I'm looking forward to more. Me too. Thank you so very much, Alana. I hope you have a great, great day. You too.